This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for our Heart Mojo with Melinda Smith. And Melinda, we've had a number of different organizations on before, and typically Mm -hmm. we're talking about our own personal journeys. But I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about some furry friends that Mm -hmm. have a journey. Absolutely. Well, we've talked about a lot of different things, and it occurred to me recently that we haven't talked about our best friends, which tends to be our pets. So I came across with another friend, this this group that we're going to talk to today with Lori Ransom, who's been there for, I think she said five years, right? And she's on the board, and it's called them. Yes, yeah, so it'll three, be five years in January. Five years in January. This group is called Yaga, Mama, Dogs, and Pups. That's the formal name. So welcome to our show. And tell us a little bit about you before we get into the organization. Could you hear? Okay. Um, I am am originally from the um, Akron area, and uh, that's where I went to law school. And I recently retired as a lawyer um, in November. And I was also a JAG officer with the U.S. Army uh, for 26 years as well in the reserves. Um, so I've been, been pretty busy service. as a lawyer. Yes, um, as a lawyer, as a mom. Um, and then I got into the fostering about, like I said, it'll be five years in January. Okay. And how did you, what made you decide that you wanted to foster? What is it? Did you always have a love for dogs or puppies? Did you raise them? Um, I've always been a dog owner. I've always had like, I don't know, just um, an easy time training dogs, being with dogs, having them, you know, listen to me. And um, one of my colleagues, she was a transporter for Giaga Mama Dogs and Pups. And when I would see her at our agency, she would always talk to me about um, the, the animals and what she does for, you know, the, for the transport. And she would also work with Friendship APL and Illyria and walk dogs. And the more she kept talking about the need for drivers and fosters and um, just everything to save these animals. Um, after about two years, I decided that I wanted to get into fostering to see how it would go. And how has uh, it gone? Seems well. <laughs> And I'm still there. <laughs> and you're still there. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how the organization got started. So um, Karen Braun, she lives in Garrettsville, and um, she started the organization about 12 years ago. Um, she would work with some of the local rescue shelters and found that there was a need for the shelters and the APLs um, to have help with pregnant moms or Uh, moms with puppies or just puppies that did not have a mom because usually the shelters um, and the APLs did not have the manpower that it takes or the the funds to take care of the moms and puppies because it is a different way to take care of um, mom pregnant moms and nursing moms and puppies Um, there's a lot more um, physical care that needs to be done a lot so a lot more physical work Um, medical supplies, vet expenses, things like that. So she kind of started it in Geauga County in her barn with, um, and she had help from like three or four of her friends and they kind of started it that way. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
it started to grow more and more across Northern Ohio. And she started, um, we had another um, woman, Diane Schubach, who's Dr. Schubach. She's a retired OBGYN. She joined the group as well. So she helps help the moms and, and, and do, you know, do a lot of the medical stuff that she can do. Um, I mean, I've even learned how to do IV fluids and mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that to help the puppies. And thankfully too, we have a lot of nurses that also are fosters. So we, we a lot of us have learned how to do a lot of um, preliminary veterinary work to cut down the expenses, but we also have a couple vets that work with us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of reached out and I got my vet involved. <laughs> so he helps us too and, and gives us a great discount, thankfully. Um, and then Friendship APL kind of backs us financially as well when we get expensive vet bills that we can't pay. And Friendship um, adopts out a lot of our puppies. Um, so um, that's kind of how it started to work that way. Once you get the mom puppies or the moms, with the puppies and she's had her puppies do you then spade the dog so that we're not having multiple that doesn't go back and have more puppies yes yeah, so what we do is um the the one the puppies are weaned um usually between six and seven weeks then we look for fosters to take the puppies to take them into the home to foster them and then the mom goes to most of the time to friendship apl or she might stay with the foster if we know somebody that wants to adopt her directly. Mm-hmm. And, um, we give her like two weeks to to dry up and get healthy. And then she goes in for her spay. And then uh, she's put up for adoption at that point. Um, we foster puppies up to for their spay or neuter. However, a lot of times we'll get puppies that are older than nine weeks. So we get um, them, we take them for at least a week. I have a set that I just picked up on Sunday, yes, on Sunday. And we keep them for a week to monitor them, um, to make sure that they're healthy, that they don't have any skin issues. They don't have, they don't, they're not coming down with kennel cough or parvo. We deworm them. We make sure they're caught up on their vaccines mm-hmm. and we keep a list and we fill, we have our own form, medical form we fill out that will go, we'll follow them to the shelter or APL or potential doctor and all that medical gets tracked. Um, sometimes we end up having to keep puppies for three weeks to maybe three months, um, depending on what medical issue they might have. Um, if they have parvo, we, a lot of, a lot of times we can um, catch it quickly and give them antibiotics um, injectable antibiotics and IV fluids so we can avoid a vet bill, but sometimes they get mm-hmm. too sick and they have to go to the vet. Yeah. So um, so that's kind of how the process works um, in caring for them. We've gotten puppies as little, I mean, as, as young as one day old. Oh uh, and we do have certain fosters that um, do bottle feed and that's getting up every two hours and they have to do that for like three weeks. Like having your own baby except multiple yeah. ones. Right. It's very exhausting. Um, so we get bottle babies. Um, I mean, I, I've had two small litters, um, but I haven't done anything major <laughs> yet. I haven't whelped any litters. Um, so, but I've had, I've taken on like whole litters that that were smaller. They were like um, 
Pomeranian mixes. So I just said, I'll just take all five of them. They're small. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so um, we just, we see a lot. We get a lot. We see a lot. We've had purebred puppies. We've had and mostly though they're, they're mixed puppies. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it seems like it's a special challenge to work with the mamas and the babies compared to just a dog being dropped off at the APL. There's a special challenge working with these. Yes, it is because it's hard to not get attached to them and to fall in love with them, of course. Um, but, and it's tearful sometimes when you have to take them to the APL because, you know, you want to keep them and you can't keep them all. And um, what Karen would tell all the new fosters and what we all, what us seasoned fosters would tell the new fosters is that, yes, it's hard to give this one up, but if you keep this one, then you can't help the next one that's coming next week or next month. Mm -hmm. um, and the the shelters and APLs that we work with are so awesome and are they screen people, they get great homes. And it's real exciting when you can adopt a puppy to somebody you know, and you get to see them on Facebook, or they they come to visit, or sometimes I've babysat um, former fosters while their families have gone on vacation. So yeah, so it's it's rewarding, it's heartbreaking. Yes, we have puppies die um, because they come to us so sick, um, and it's it's we try everything we can, but it I mean we'll. we'll you know, we take them to the vet or they'll be in the hospital for a few days and they still end up passing away. And that's hard uh, when you lose the puppies, but um, we try to save as many as we can. So <clears throat> what it makes you different because you take care of only mamas and pups, right? Compared to the regular APL. What happens at a, what happens if somebody drops this dog off head uh, that's pregnant at a regular APL? they it's interesting how the rescues and shelters there's a big network now pretty much everybody kind of knows what everybody's doing and everybody knows about everybody even down in we get we will get we'll get puppies from dayton we get puppies from kentucky we get puppies from west virginia um they get hold of us they they send karen a text if they have her number or they send her an email or a message on facebook i need help i have this pregnant mom can you take her and sometimes it's a juggle to figure out, um, like Karen has a few um, stalls in her barn that, you know, have been, you know, heated and, and you know, remodeled to house mom and pups. And a few other people have their barns fixed to where they can house moms and pups. And then there's a few. Um, so it's a matter of finding out which um, fosters that take in moms and whelp the puppies can take that mom and mom in. Well, it seems like it's extra work. So it would be hard for a normal shelter to be able to care for a mom and puppies, right? Yes. It's very hard for them. Cause like I said before, it's just, it's a lot of work um, where you, you know, you have to be there 24 seven. Somebody has to be there. Uh, especially when you're, you know, you're waiting for mom to deliver or if mom has complications or if the puppies have complications. Um, so that's why the shelters and the APLs don't like to take care of puppies and moms because they just don't have the resources. And, and that's like I said, that's why Karen started this group because they needed help. 
And so that's our main focus. Do these puppies or moms tend to get put down because they just, they don't know what else to do. They don't have the resources to care for them. It, um, there are kill shelters here in Ohio, unfortunately. So yes, um, if we can find out um, and they can get a hold of us, then we do we do our best to get, get them out of there. Um, can, there's a couple states that are really bad. They don't have um, the money and they don't have the spay and neuter clinics like we do. They don't have the education. They don't have the help. And so people do not get their puppies fixed a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And there have been a lot of uh, moms and puppies that have been euthanized um, in those other states because the, the, the people there just don't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. um, so Karen has made a foothold in Kentucky over the past four years. Um, so we now have at least 10 women in Kentucky that are, um, fosters slash rescuers and then they actually work with the mail carriers down there and the mail carriers will give them a heads up if they see a situation they finally got an animal warden down there so at least the people in that area now have an outlet they have a place that they can call and say i need to get rid of these puppies now um, and, and so they'll either, someone will go get them or they'll just, you know, take them to the animal ward. And, um, and we're, we're starting to work with West Virginia a little bit more as well, um, mm -hmm. to try to help those, those poor areas that, um, like I said, um, they don't have a Dick Goddard there. They, they don't have like cheap spay and neuter. And these are women down there that don't have a lot of money themselves, but they're still paying out of their own pocket the, um, a lot of a lot of fees that might be involved in in rescuing or or once they get a puppy or a mom and they're hurt or they're sick um and a lot of us fosters up here too we all spend our own money um, that was going to be my next question yes is it come out of your pocket to take care of these um, the yeah the rescue you know karen's always tells everybody if you need money if you need it paid we'll do it but most of us that have the resources we just do it um, I drive a lot. I drive to Columbus at least twice a, a month to get a load of puppies. I traded in my convertible and got a van mm -hmm. <laughs> so I could transport puppies. Um, so I got a van two years ago. And, um, so a lot of us just pay our own gas. Nobody really asks the, mm -hmm. the, the because they know the rescue doesn't have just free cash laying around. Right. Uh, we have an Amazon wish list on our Facebook page where we'll put on there what kind of food we need or medicines that are over-the-counter type medicines. And so on our Facebook page, we'll say, we, you know, we'll tell people if we're low on something and then people will start sending us stuff through Amazon and then it goes directly to Karen's barn. Everybody gets a thank you note. Um, we have a couple of women that they spend every week writing thank you notes to everyone. Um, so we, with the board, we do have a treasurer, a marketing person. We have a bookkeeper. Um, so we, you know, we're, we're 501C and, and we want to make sure we do everything on the up and up. We keep track of everything that we can. Um, and then, like I said, Friendship APL is the one that backs us a lot financially with the heavy medical bills. Um, mm -hmm. And, and then, like I said, our first choice is to take our puppies to them um, for adoption. They'll get 
and they spay and neuter them they chip the puppies before they get adopted out mm -hmm. um bones so big that we've had to open up to um, the animal welfare league in trumbull county the, the wayne humane society akron of a kind is a big help with us as well um rescue village in Geauga county i mean there's just so many shelters and rescues mutts in the rut will take some once in a while um there's just so many rescues and shelters that um, if they can fit a couple puppies in their shelter for adoption, they'll take them because they know they're going to go fast. Their puppies. Yeah, puppies do go down. Yes. Right. right. So, so that's what I said. There's this huge network that goes on and um, we've even helped um, the, some of the, the vets and the um, shelters out in Toledo area. So we're really all over Ohio um, just saving as many moms and puppies as we can. Um, sometimes, like I said, we get there too late and, you know, the pup, so half the puppies have died and it's mm -hmm. just so heartbreaking. You know, we just, we really try. Um, so we get semi-feral dogs and these are dogs that, um, are afraid of humans because by the time we rescue them, they're a little older mm -hmm. and they've never seen a human. They've never been in a house. So that's why I have four dogs now <laughs> because I've had four semi-feral dogs and, um, you know, you have them for three months, six months, a year, and they're still not used to people or they're, they're afraid to go outside unless you go outside with them. And, um, I've paid for training out of my own pocket. So I've had a trainer teach me how to work with semi-feral dogs Mm -hmm. or puppies um so yes we see a lot and um and some of us like I said we end up keeping our dogs because they're just too psychologically damaged that if they were put in a shelter they probably would not get adopted um so how, are you in need of foster homes so how does if someone's watching this and they said I really want to do this I want to participate how do they do that so on our Facebook page, you can send a message and Joyce, who is our um, bookkeeper, um, accountant person, she's the one that answers all those, those messages and people will message and say, first of all, they'll, they might see a puppy that will we'll post puppies on the page that are, uh, might be available for adoption and people will inquire about those. And since we have so many this past year or two, we're trying to facilitate more personal adoptions through our group versus the APL. But sometimes people want to go through the APL. And so we'll work with them and the APL and get them adopted that way. Then they'll also send a message and say, I don't want to foster because it's too, I think it's too much work, but I'm interested in transporting. So they'll put the transporters in touch with me and I can go, I go over everything with them. And we have a, we actually now have a, a person who's taken on the job of being the transporter coordinator out of Columbus. And so she arranges the, tra the, the Kentucky transports because those are the most. Mm -hmm. um, we also have local transport, like um, picking up pups and moms from the farm in Jaga County and taking them to the vet in North Ridgeville or my vet is in um, Richmond Heights. So things like that. And then the third thing we need are fosters. Um, fosters, uh, we try, to, we try to go, I try to go, a lot of us will help 
new fosters out, um, getting them food and the medicines, obviously every foster gets medicines and food for their puppies. Um, when they get started, we try to go over, explain everything to them. Um, if they come to my house, I, I let them come in my house and I show them what I, how I have a setup because everybody's setup for fostering is different. Um, mm -hmm. we work with CC's cupboard, which is another, um, they, um, they're like a, um, they're only, they're the only area in Ohio and Pennsylvania that gets like the seconds from pet smarts and Mars food and chewy and all that. So mm -hmm. CC's cupboard gives us, um, crates that come in, um, pens, gates, um, now I have an arrangement with them where we get all the puppy food because they usually would just sort the food, just dog food on this pallet, cat food on that pallet, and then the rescues buy it cheap from, you know, it's, it's sold very, very cheap because they're seconds, they're like grip bags or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now they separate all the puppy food. We get all that every month, which is nice. Foster, they could send, send a message. Um, Joyce works with them. I can work with them as well. Um, and just trying to go through pictures that will only foster in the summer. Um, we have some people that they might only foster once every three or four months. Then you have some of us that foster all the time. <laughs> so you foster based on your, your capability, your, um, lifestyle. I mean, we understand people have kids that you have a life. Um, some people will, we, a lot of times if we have older puppies that there might be 20 pounds already some people mm -hmm. just want a single dog and a lot of times with the big ones you just get a single dog and they're easier um you have them for a week just to make sure that they're healthy before they go to the apl um and some people want small little tiny ones because they're easier because they're older and they can't lift anything very heavy and mm -hmm. you know we just go through with them what fits your lifestyle and we work with you and if we give you puppies and you're going to have them for three weeks and something comes up, people just, we have a private member Facebook page as well. Mm -hmm. And you post on there, I have these puppies, I have to go out of town, who can take over? And our group is very, everybody's so nice to everybody. And they immediately try to find somebody to take over for you because you can't keep them that long. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, we just, we're, we juggle puppies all the time. <laughs> so um, just as long as they are getting fed and getting their medicines and getting healthy and getting ready to go to a good home and getting socialized. That's the big thing too. Right. Um, people know that when they go to Friendship APL or they're going to Akron, one of a kind, and they're getting a puppy that came from Giaga Mamas, they know that this puppy has been socialized with other dogs, sometimes cats. Um, I have a couple cats and they stay upstairs and I take the puppies upstairs and I make everybody do a meet and greet for a while and just to kind of desensitize the, the puppies to cats, um, things like that. Um, and then we pass out, we pass on information to uh, about the puppy when we fill out that medical sheet. We also, there's a note section and we fill out the medical sheet and we like, I mean, I've had, um, you know, the dog does not want, does not like cats or this dog, this puppy likes cats. Um, 
this puppy is still afraid to go up the steps. Um, anything we've noticed about their behavior, we also put that on the sheet as well, because then the APL passes it on to the new owner. So mm -hmm. they know what they're in for. Um, I had a dog that was, she was part pit bull and really it was, she was pretty aggressive. Um, and, um, you know, and, but a friend of mine wanted to adopt her and I explained to him what she was like and he was fine with that. And I, you know, I see them once in a while and, and, but, you know, we want the owners, we want them to have, we want them to be successful. Right. So we try to pass this information on to them. So what are your needs as you're moving forward with this? You've been around for how long has the organization been around? She said she started about 12 years ago. Okay. So, so in the 12 years, obviously you've kind of fine tuned things that yes. you need, you know, places that you can get. I mean, obviously you need money and we'll get to that in a minute, but what kind of things do you, does a foster parent need? And then do you take straight out donations? Like if somebody has an extra crate or gates, instead of buying them straight out, they can donate them directly? Oh yeah, so um, we always can use blankets and towels. Uh, that's a ongoing need. Um, and then if anyone has used crates, used pens, we take those as well. Um, we're, we're drive, we drive all over, you know, we'll, somebody will message us and I, I have these in Lakewood. Can somebody come get them? And we find out who's the closest person in Lakewood can go pick them up for us. Um, yes. We always need anything you can think of that when toys. you have a dog, toys. we need, I'm sorry. Pet toys, toys, collars, leashes, um, primarily extra small, small and medium collars. We need any large things um we don't really we we but we don't really use a lot of that stuff um so we really don't need pet clothing but we always yes we always need toys we need newspaper um pee pads things like that um i mean i usually now that i'm with cc's cupboard sometimes if they have pee pads that come in on a on a truck um they'll donate a, a bunch of those to us um, but most of the time, all fosters are buying their own pee pads. Um, or they it wouldn't use matter if they were for people, right? Or pets, the pee pads. Somebody oh, yeah. may be watching this show that, you know, they had a senior in their life and their senior doesn't live with them anymore for whatever reason. And they're stuck with all these extra pads. You could use those. Oh, yes. We take those too. I've had people give those to me as well. Um, so, yes, and they're very useful. Um, so... Yes. So like I said, so a lot of the ways to donate to us is on our Facebook page. Um, like I said, the Amazon wish list is there. Um, I know they were doing a give butter campaign. Um, I'm not too familiar with a lot of the donations. Um, Tony um, Krager is our marketing person. So she, if we, if any of us want to do something on behalf of Jaga Mama, say at a festival or a fair or or post something and we have to run everything through her just so she's aware of what's going on. Um, right. So we're not trying to um, go against, um, say if we have a big type of fundraising, money fundraising thing going on, it's not gonna be in competition. Something small is not gonna take away from that. So so we do have that type of organization to where we, we do um, 
do things like that. So we'll, we'll be out, you'll, you might see us out in different um, animal friendly um, um, festivities or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Do you go, I'm trying to think of the name, it's escaping me, but at Chagrin uh, Polo Fields, don't they have? Yes, a, Wolfstock, yes. Wolfstock, that's right. Yes. Show um, you know, we haven't yet that I, I don't, I was just, and it's so funny you say that because I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, I don't think we've been up there yet. So um, I was going to contact Tony about that um, because I know it's in September. Um, so yeah. I, I need to look into that um, to find out if we're going to have a table up there or something like that. Because the issue we have, when you go to events, everybody wants you to bring the puppies and we cannot take puppies out. They have not been fully vaccinated, so they cannot go out in public places. Um, we can bring, like, I'll bring one of my dogs that I have adopted a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, something like that. Or sometimes we can bring a mom dog as long as we know she's had a rabies vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not safe for us to bring puppies out in the public without them. And we even tell people when you adopt, until your puppy is over 12 weeks old and has had that last um, distemper five-way vaccine and the rabies vaccine, you really should not be taking it out in public places because it still can get sick. So so that's what's hard about us doing any public events. (laughs) Everybody wants a puppy. (laughs) Well, you just have to do a video or put this podcast out there and let them see that. But do a video of your puppies in the home. I think that would be great. Well, you have um, a fundraiser coming up, don't you? Can you tell yes. us a little bit about that? I think it's your yes. first one. Yeah. So um, I retired in November and I, I've done quite a few large fundraisers, um, you know, assisted, obviously never put one on by myself or spearheaded it. So we're, so I decided to do one this year and it's going to be Friday, September 29th at La Vera Party Center in Willoughby. Willoughby Wycliffe, I, 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 they're right next to you. Willoughby. Yeah, it's Willoughby. Okay. Yes. And it's from six to 1130. And um, we're hoping to have at least a hundred raffle baskets. And most of the baskets coming in are 60 to maybe $250. Um, we have some high-end items as well. Some like weekend getaways in Geneva, a hotel stay, a four-person golf package with, um, you know, the cart, things like that. So we are getting some high-end items. We're going to have sideboards and 50-50 raffle. And then the, um, then I have a, there's a band that's going to play. And um, a couple of them are long time. I've known them for quite a few years. So um, they're going to give us a discount on their fee. Um, so we'll have a band there as well. And gonna nice um family style dinner on and so we're taking donations for um any type of basket to put together um i'm a very i'm a resource person i'm a, a, a facilitator so to speak um i'm very good at trying to make sure all businesses that support us are getting recognized um i went on amazon and bought like those plastic um, card holders. So if businesses have cards that have donated to us, we're putting their cards out so people can take mm-hmm. those the night of the event. Because I really, I'm gonna encourage people to support those establishments that are supporting us. Um, we'll have a program and all the businesses and people that have donated to us will be listed in, in the program as well. 
Uh, so, you know, I just want people to have a good time and to feel good that they're supporting a good cause and that they're being appreciated, that we're not just taking. Um, so tickets are, if um, it's $100 for a single person, but if you buy two tickets, it's 150. But the best deal is if you buy a table of eight, then it's $500, which works out to $62.50 a person. Hmm. That covers our costs. That's going to cover the food, the open bar, the band, and all the miscellaneous stuff that we're purchasing. Um, is my kind of my guess is what I've kind of, mm -hmm. I, I, it's my guesstimate, I guess. So, so that, that will cover at least the expenses and um, everything else then will, will be um, what we'll make at, at the actual fundraiser itself. Is it a silent auction or like a Chinese raffle where you buy tickets? We debated about that. Um, so it, it's either with the really high end items that are worth, we have something worth $750. We have a few things worth $500 that are coming in. Um, we debated on a silent auction versus buying, say, a um, $5 ticket. And mm -hmm. then those tickets, only those tickets can go in for those 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 particular um, right. items. Yes. So somebody can come and find something that fits them no matter what they want to participate in. Sideboards, an auction, the raffle. Just come and have a good time. And you could just yes. straight donate, right? I mean, someone could just say, hey, I'm coming to have a good time. I don't want to do the raffle baskets. I just want to donate. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, yes, they can do that. Um, yes, they can do that. We um, we have We take cash, check, PayPal, and Venmo. Um, and we definitely, you know, because everything's on your phone now, um, Diane, who's the retired OBGYN, she's also our treasurer and she and her husband are going to be, um, handling the table with, um, the high end items and the money and all that. And then she is the one that, um, is in charge of the PayPal and Venmo account. So if people say they say, say they were like, oh, I didn't bring enough cash, I need more cash. They can go to her do Venmo right in front of her and she could see it and then she can give them the Very cash. Good. Very good. Yes. So it's going to be like our ATM. <laughs> so you have something for everybody and you have every way that you can possibly make it easy for people to participate yes. and donate. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm really, one of my friends, she's a foster mom. She takes puppies in all the time. She also takes in dogs when seniors, you know, it's hard to place a senior dog. Yes. So mm -hmm. she'll do that as well. And she told me about you. And that's well, how you ended up on the show today. So I'm very glad she did. I think this is, it's an important, it's a different, any pet when they get surrendered, whether it's because somebody's a senior themselves and they can't take care of their pet or they move, whatever it might be, let alone with the mama dogs, that makes it even harder. It's a special challenge to make sure that we take care of our pets who can't take care of themselves. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing too. A lot of us fosters, I mean, especially me, I think because I have put myself out there as like a foster slash adoption coordinator. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people that contact me. Maybe they're not looking for a puppy. So they they're looking for maybe one of our mom dogs. And I, I really try to fit the animal with the personality or the situation of the home. Um, because you know, I, I was, I, I was burned one time not doing my, my homework and I, somebody adopted a puppy that wasn't a right fit. I, I learned a big lesson that way. Mm -hmm. So I really try to make sure that the people are aware of 
the possible breed mix the dog might be because obviously we don't really know um right. but i just i always try to make sure i spend a lot of time with them on the phone to make sure that they're educated and that mm -hmm. they are getting the best choice of a puppy um that we can find for them you want it to be successful that's the best way to do it so one more time, how can people reach out to you? Because our time has flown by already. How can they reach out? <laughs> so they can, um, like I said, we have a Facebook page, Geauga Mama Dogs and Pups. Um, they can uh, reach out to us that way. Uh, and, um, or they can, I, my phone number and email address is out there for everybody. Um, my, my email address is my name. It's Lori, L-O-R-I, Ransom, R-A-N-S-O-M, 44 at yahoo.com and my phone number is 216-402-9732. I field a lot of calls for a lot of things and especially now with this fundraiser coming up. So, um, and so my next six weeks is dedicated to that. And obviously if, if getting puppies adopted out too, that would be great. <laughs> well, if they see them on your Facebook page, I'm sure they're gonna fall in love with them, but they can call you if they wanna participate in this fundraising event whether it's attending or donating, right? Correct. Yes, they can. I All will right. set them up and, and 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 get them taken care of. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. Karen, do you have any other questions? No, I'm really excited that we had you on. We'll put as much information as we can in the show notes. And best of luck with the fundraiser. And well, I will see you so there because I plan on being there. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, call me for tickets. I will do that. <laughs> I'm going to try to get a table. So, oh, good. Okay. I'll put you down. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank Take you. Bye -bye Have a great now. night. Thank you.